I've read some amazing fantasy fiction over criminy 50 years of enjoying good books. I've got a top 10 list for you here today. Brandon Sanderson's not on it. But there are plenty of others who are fantastic who are here. Let's find out who I've got today. Hi, I'm Jim. I'm the father of this show, Fantasy for the Ages, where my son and I get together and talk about fantasy, science fiction, and other nerdy things we enjoy. Today, a quick take episode for you where I'm going to share my top 10 fantasy reads so far as we're here in January of 2024. I said... 50 years of reading. I mean, that takes me back to three years old. But yes, I was reading things already then. There were picture books. And none of the things on my top 10 list come from that year. But so many fantasy books over the years. And I've, I've wrangled with it. And I've got my top 10. Sort of. I fail. I fall short just a tad here. I could only whittle it down to 11 but I've got a top 11 for you. Just top 10 sounds more fun. Let's get to the list and see what I have. By the way, nothing gets Brandon Sanderson. I've read almost all of his stuff. I enjoy him, but it's not top 10 material for me. Love for literature, subjective people. I have things I've thought were better in my penultimate and ultimate lists of fantasy. So starting at number 11, The Stand by Stephen King. It's fantasy, sci-fi, horror all blended together. A lot of the supernatural there. I have read this book all the way through three times. And I've got a fourth read coming up as an audible this time. I get something more out of it every time. Fantastic read. I'm not going to spoil any of these books for you people here today. I'm just giving you the list. But The Stand, man. Mm, epic. My favorite Stephen King read of all time and it makes my list, but only at number 11. Number 10 is the first where I cheat a little. Uh, some of these aren't single books, because some things need to be collected together for the single story, and that's this case, where I bring Terry Brooks' The Shannara Trilogy, the original three books of his over 30 books of Shannara. These first three capture some beautiful magic. Uh, the first one... The Sword of Shannara. Uh, it's the weakest of the three, but it's where you got to start, and it sets some foundational things. And then we get the Elf Stones of Shannara and the Wish Song of Shannara, and oh, wow. This whole thing together is amazing. And from there, the rest of the series springs. I spent a lot of time in Shannara because of these three books. They hooked me hard, and I wanted more, and I've read it all. So that's a solid number 10. Number nine, Dune by Frank Herbert. The first book of a whole bunch of Dune books. Frank Herbert wrote six of them. Then his son, Brian, with author Kevin J. Anderson, have written a whole bunch of prequels and sequels and amazing. And I enjoy them all. But Dune, the first one, is something special. Some people think science fiction, science fiction fantasy. I I'm putting it on a fantasy list because there's a lot of fantastical elements here. Yes, there's science fiction involved. But Dune is just mind-bending and the things he thought of, how creative he was. And it makes my top list for sure coming in, like I said, at number nine. Number eight is a recent entry to my list. It's the second most recent of the things I've read that are on this list. And it's a shocking one for me. Tagana 
by Guy Gavriel Kay. Why is it shocking? Not because of this book. It's a standalone novel that's mind-blowingly good fantasy. It's just that it's the second thing I've read of Guy Gavriel Kay. The first was the Fiona Bar Tapestry that a lot of people like, but I totally did not. It was like, blah. Why are people so raving about Guy Gavriel Kay? But I persisted, thanks in part to some of our friends on Discord. Come on, Jim, read the next thing, Tagana, which was his next publication. And it's so much better. It is so creative, so well-written, magical. I have an episode just on Tagana because it's so good. You can look for that here on the channel. But there you go. That's my number eight. Number seven is actually a set of six books because you can't separate these six. It's the first six books of Anne McCaffrey's The Dragon Riders of Pern. Collectively, the trilogy called The Dragon Riders of Pern, sometimes just by themselves, and then The Harper Hall of Pern. And these six books kind of have to be interwoven. You read the first two from The Dragon Riders of Pern, then the first two from The Harper Hall of Pern, then go back and read the next book from The Dragon Riders of Pern, and then finish with the last book of The Harper Hall of Pern. It's a little higgly-wiggly. But they make a wonderful story, a great start to this incredible series that really goes 11 books for the primary story arc. But these six leave you in a really happy place really nice stopping point. You could just read these six and never read any more. I recommend you read more. But that comes in as my seventh best. Number six, Magician by Raymond E. Feist. Now, try to find this book and it'll be tough because I'm in America. If you live here with me, it's two different books. U.S. publishers thought we were unable to read a book like this, and they had to make it smaller. So you can find Magician Apprentice and Magician Master. But originally, they were published as one book, and I believe over in the UK, that's how you still get it, just Magician. This is book one of Feist's epic fantasy saga, Rift War. You get the Rift War cycle, which is four books here in the US, three books in the UK. But the Rift War saga is a lot more, uh, over 30 books. And I've read them all because they're worthy and it all starts with Magician. Great classic fantasy tale that has a bit of a modern read if you listen to my son who has just re recently read it. Let's get to the top five. For me, again, subjective, number five is Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files. I gotta put them all here because they're one story. There are series that you get pieces and parts all the way through, but the Dresden Files is a tapestry of tale being all built together, and we still don't know where it's going for its epic conclusion, because we're only through 17 books, none of them super long. They're gonna go out to like 24, 25 books, and it's still one massive overall story that's being told, but the story so far, I love it. Zach will say I hyped this too much. That's what you do when you're a complete fan, you go fanatical about things. The Dresden Files, my strong number five. But what could I have put in front? Sometimes I might say the Dresden Files is number one for me, but it varies by the day. For this list, it came down to number five. In front of it, number four, A Game of Thrones by George R.R. R. Martin, book one of A Song of Ice and Fire. It's not like the rest of the books aren't worthy, but... A Song of Ice and Fire isn't finished. I don't know entirely where it's going to go. Forget about what HBO did at the end. But that first book, mind-blowing. 
we had not seen anything like this yet. I had not seen anything like this in fantasy fiction. I was like, holy crap, they're doing that on the page? What? Well done, George R.R. R. Martin. I wish you'd go well done two more books for me now and finish your series. Number three is a 15-book series that you gotta conclude as one, The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan and finished by Brandon Sanderson using Jordan's notes. It's one big story, people. The Eye of the World, the first book by itself, isn't strong enough to be in a top list. But when taken in part with the entire series, okay, then it makes sense. Then you need it all. So I'm a big Wheel of Time fan, but once upon a time, that would have been number one. I've grown. I've read more. That's only number three right now. Number two is The Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien. This is foundational. Now, it's not as easy to read anymore because of its older classic style, but what Tolkien manages to capture and do in just three books, which he kind of saw as one, is amazing. The world building, the depth of the story, all the background that he had in his head and later comes out in the Silmarillion, but still oozes through these pages so succinctly, even while he takes time to write about trees. <laughs> it's amazing, and what a moving story. Uh, the, the highs and lows captured in the three books of The Lord of the Rings are incredible, and that's a strong number two. Number one, have you been paying attention to my posts? To the things I put on our channel? To the things I put on Twitter? Malazan Book of the Fallen by Steven Erickson. I'm only six books in, plus one of Esselmont's books. And my mind is still just blown. I could stop right now. And it's my best. My number one. So incredibly written. So complex. Such wonderful characters and entertaining stories and moving deep stuff that he has done there already. I can't wait to finish these core 10 books. And of course, all the other novels that are written out there, 24 so far total, but it's like nothing I've read before. So that's my number one. And if you still haven't tried Malazan Book of the Fallen because you're like, oh, I've heard it's too much, it's too scary, get over it and try it. Push on, make it happen. I do recommend you intersperse other things between the books because they'll make your brain hurt and your ears bleed, maybe. Okay, not really, but ah, there's a lot to process in these books. But stuff like that really gets you. And that's my number one. That's what I have 11 books for you on my top 10 because it's fantasy and you can make the rules up as you go. Thanks for watching, everyone. We'll talk to you next time.